been doing good with that. Less <laughs> using good words. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Man, 14 cool. a fun one, though. Well. We going? We in this? Yeah, we're in. All right, let me, let me get my bookmark out of the way. Okay, there we go. Bibles. All right, all right. So chapter 14. Uh, happy Wednesday. Here we are, middle of the week. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. All right, so again, I name all my things weird names because I'm a kid, and I think like a small, small child, so it helps me. So I named this one, John Loses His Head, The 5,000 Fed, and Peter on the Sea of Galilee Did Tread. All right, that sums up that chapter. I that's think. a that's a long one. Yeah, sorry. I just it it's I had to increase my word count too in here, so it looks like I did a lot of work. It'll be all right. Yeah. So, quick summary, as always, uh, verses one to twelve is the story of John the Baptist's imprisonment and uh, inevitable beheading. Uh, Thirteen to twenty-one is when Jesus feeds the five thousand. Um, pretty short in Matthew. There's you'd have to kind of read through um, other accounts of the Gospels to get more more story there, but we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, 22 to 23, um, the awesome story of Jesus walking on the water and, you know, of course, Peter being Peter and like, oh, I'll do that. Jesus hopping out and joining him briefly until he, you know, loses a little bit of faith. He's trying so hard. He, he's, he's out there. He's doing it though. And then, um, to end off the chapter, um, it's some more, some more people getting healed. So yeah, that's, let that's, the healings, let the healings continue. continue. <laughs> the healings will continue until morale improves. Oh Yeah. So that's somebody believes. <laughs> yes. So there it is. That is it. Dang, you got right. the, you get all the easy ones. This is a fun chapter. Yeah, you're the last one. The the the. Uh, Man, it's not bad. Thir- Thirteen was a yeah. a doozy though on all the parables. It wasn't bad. Parable marathon. Yeah, but the parable marathon is easy to kind of. Yeah, and they're talking they're, through, and they're pretty similar. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Let's see here. So we're finally back to old John the Baptist, chapter uh, fourteen. He um, so. Chapter 14 actually gives the backstory and why he's in prison, which is pretty interesting. So the way I like to think about it is, you know, of course, it's a story. Um, so basically, he's in prison because he calls out King Herod, not King Herod from chapter 2, who wants to kill baby Jesus, different King Herod, um, like for being a creep. That's the way I like to think of it. Like, hey, King Herod, you probably shouldn't marry your wife, your your brother's wife. Yeah. And he didn't like that. So he arrests him and throws him in prison. And then it's weird the way this is written to me too. Maybe maybe you understand a little better than I do, John. But like, it's like verse one is like, or verse one is uh, summary. Basically, he's he's dead. But then King Herod's like, oh, Jesus is John come back from the dead to like, like haunt me basically, right? But when I don't understand the the the. The order of the the chapter, it's like, yeah. Here's John. No, I he's mean, dead, and then it goes through the story of him being beheaded <clears throat> and Jesus finding out. So it's, I, King Herod's a little weird. I think in uh, in the way he wrote it was, you know, one and two is this King Herod like getting this. Oh, like, this is not good. This is Jesus. This is John the Baptist uh, reincarnated, yeah, if you will. And then for three, it says for Herod had arrested so it kind of okay. like future or uh you know the the fe- the now okay. and then it goes into the that makes sense i so, think that's why so it's just kind of it's not wrote like a or written written i think yeah oh sure either way it's not written like a story it's more written as like a there i kind of looked at it as you know this is what's happening in the background jesus really isn't and that 
they're not there right now. Okay, so they're not watching the party so happen. So like one and two is like here's what's going on, but let's explain it three to twelve. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I think the one to twelve is just all of like a backstory. Like yeah. here's the backstory, and okay. this might be this might be necessary for later. That makes sense. Oh, and the backstory, we should probably talk about that too. Which is basically, he marries his brother's wife, which is creepy, and yeah. then has his. I guess it would be what his niece, yeah, his his wife's daughter danced for him at his birthday. She to like seduce him almost in a sense, yeah, which is again creep, creep, creepy, yeah. Um, she so she performs this dance for him, and Herod is so into this, he promised her anything she wants. And Matt's, Matt uh, Mark's account even says, "I'll give you anything you want up to half of my kingdom," which is pretty crazy. I don't know what the, what's the deal with the King Herod's being nuts. They're they're all crazy. I, I think I really do like after look, looking at, at some of the stuff from the other one. I think it has to do a lot with the cups they were drinking out of. Yeah, it, the lead cup, the stupid lead. And, and and you're like, you don't have a you don't have a time stamp on how old he was at that moment. Sure, right. According to the Bible, right now the one I'm looking at doesn't have a time stamp. So he could have been old. He could have been senile. Did Herod's brother die? Did Philip die, and that's why he picked up his wife, or was it like a divorce thing? And then, um, I read some stuff on that, but I, I don't want to speak off the off the yeah. top and be and wrong. But there's some there's some weird stuff that happened. I just don't remember exactly. But I got the sniffles. Yeah, sniffles. <laughs> yeah. So she does the dance. He agrees to anything she wants, and then she. Yeah, which is we, let's, let's pause on that one. What in the? Yeah. Oh, sweet dance moves. Like you want half a kingdom? Like yeah, what? Like were, were you drunk? So that seems like a drunk uh, thing. A lot, a lot of the things I've read, uh, they assume that King Herod here was probably drunk. He was tuned up. Yeah, tuned up from his birthday party, and then she comes out and throws some sweet dance moves on him, and he's all about it. And I don't know, but I, I think <clears throat> I think that had to do with you know we're. Let's go down this rabbit hole, I guess. Yes, do Here it. we go. Bury right. it. That's where we go. So I think it had to do with her, the girl, trying to please her mom because sure. her mom wanted this to happen. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So 100%. there's like a lot of, just watch any like old, you know, portrayed Greek thing. There's like all these backstabbing, like weird stuff going on. So I'm assuming that's what's happening right now. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> pretty much happening. I mean, you got to think too, she's probably not a huge fan of John the Baptist because again, he was calling King Herod a creep and that's the way I interpret it. Like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this thing. It's not the right thing. Yeah. And by proxy, she's also being thrown into the same, you know, same situation. Of- yeah. But, I mean, smart dude. He was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got drunk and made that decision. Yeah, right? but it, it's funny too because it's like she. Re- so the dance, he agrees. I'll give you whatever. She asks for his head on a platter, on a plate or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, probably shouldn't do that, but okay, I promise to give you whatever." That it's in verse nine. It's like a promise is a, or an oath is an oath. I guess I'll do it. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Well, that's, that's that weird. makes sense. And yeah. and that's pretty much how John the Baptist's head ended up. On a plate as a gift to his wife Herodias or something like that. I think it's her name, Herodias. Some weird name. Yeah. Something stupid like that. She Herdy? Sounds... I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's uh the summary of John the Baptist getting arrested and getting beheaded as a gift for a dance. Yep. That's terrible. Hmm. Um but then 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 the story kinda kinda changes. Again, the the writing style of Matthew is all over the place. Yeah, and I think that's why it's important to have that. Like you were, you were trying to 
figure out why the story was so backwards. It's strange, yeah. It's almost like if you took three through what is it? Three, three through two. twelve out. Yeah. You pretty much get the same gist of it. Mm-hmm. But to have the backstory because that's Point. gonna be important for the next thing because it's the you know, the disciples go out and tell Jesus. Now John's disciples go out and tell Jesus. Yeah. It's not Jesus' disciples go Correct. find him. Yeah, and then which segues in the next part of the chapter um, of, of course, Jesus hears about John's death, so he goes off by ship alone. Uh, in my mind, like to process the news. You know, this is yeah, big deal. Cousin's gone. The man who baptized him, the, you know, one of the great prophets, the, you know, the whole story that we've talked about so far. And what I think is interesting is it talks about he leaves by ship, but the, mul- the multitude follow him, but by foot. Like the, yeah. the links they went to to follow him, I think is interesting. Yeah, and it also tells you how long it took him to get there. Yes, yeah. Uh, if you if you really want to get nerd out and like have some fun times, like YouTube, anything like Bible, it's like Bible story areas today, and you could actually see the Sea of Galilee, which is like no bigger than Lake Martin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's big. I I, I don't want to say it's no bigger than Lake Martin, but you know, from one end to the other, you could kind of see the the shoreline. In, in the past that they were taking, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they actually, again, if you want to nerd out and give yourself some idea of, like, what it looked like, what it could have looked like, and what it, how big it was, and, you know, the distances they were moving, there there's some really good channels that, like, just show, you know, this is how far it takes to travel from a car right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're... they're- they're putting in the work to go see Jesus. Yeah, I guess is yeah, what yeah, I find yeah. interesting. Like he, no, you're right. He leaves by ship, and they're like, "Man, let's let's follow him anyway." Yeah. And again, we get another story. Again, not to make light of it, but here's this multitude. Jesus moving compassion is like, oh, I guess I'll cure them all again. You know, which is a pretty common theme. But here, here it is again. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and this leads into actually what I think is a really cool miracle: the feeding of the five thousand. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I think it's such a cool miracle is it's the only miracle that's actually recorded in all four of the Gospels, which I thought was, like, of all the awesome things that Jesus does, and this would be my question I did ask the audience, why do you think this is the one that they all recorded? Like, oh, all, one, all of them said yeah, the 5,000. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all recorded well, this miracle. So down the road, we're going to hear Jesus say, do you not remember the 5,000? Right. The 4,000. the yeast, yep. And then now, and he... And, I don't want to spoil it, but he's not talking about like bread. Yeah, yeah. Because he's heard. talking about like I'm feeding them mm-hmm. the good news. So I, I go back to what I said in an earlier episode was Matthew makes a point to say numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we see a lot of numbers in Matthew, and we don't see it in so many other ones. Maybe that to them that wasn't too important, but you see a lot more numbers. And statistics in Matthew than you do see in yeah. any other one. Um, that, that makes sense. I yeah. buy it 100%. Yep. See, so feeding the 5,000, what was it, uh, five loaves and two fishes from like a boy's lunch? But that, that's not really, that's in John's account, not Matthew's, but you see that later on. Yeah. Uh, 5,000 men plus women and children. I was thinking about that on the drive over here. So it says 5,000 men. So if they only counted you or you and me, we're the men of the house. Yeah. That's two. Two. But our families combined makes up 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, who knows how many people this really was. I've, I've read stuff that says, like, they estimate between, like, sixteen and 20,000. I, I don't know where they get those numbers, but yeah, interesting. And for him to be able to speak at a level 
that everybody could hear them oh, is also a miracle. Really, it is. Like, think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way if you, I don't know how much football stadiums like hold, but there's no way if you stood in the middle of the football stadium and everybody was quiet. I mean, they're outside, so there's wind and all mm-hmm. this other circulatory noise. Nobody could hear him. Not everybody could hear him. But it's amazing that he is teaching these this amount of people. So how does how does that happening? Is that his disciples running around like trying to give him like the <laughs> the synopsis real quick? Yeah. Hey, hey, he's talking about this real quick. Yeah. He said this about the seeds. Listen up. And, and then also it goes back to something we talked about before. Like when we're instructing or when we were instructing, you would get real quiet so people had to listen harder. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. It's maybe possible. I don't know. Anything's possible. But either way, five thousand, and you're looking at. You know, women and children, up to 15, 20,000 probably people yeah. just sitting at, around. At least 5,001. I'd be willing to bet that number. Yeah. At least that. Yeah, there yeah. was somebody else there. <laughs> there was at least one woman or child there. But. Animals. And, and, and you know, paint picture, again, you're talking days. We're not talking like this happened in, in a half an hour and then he walked away. This is like days of stuff. So this is like camps. Yeah. Like encampments. So maybe he was just running around, like hitting up different encampments and people were as he preached, like people got close and as they got tired, he, they walked away. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I like to be, again, I like to be visually stimulated, if you will. So that's why I like the YouTube, like watching these different, looking at these different places makes it like ties. Everything you can actually in. see the, the yeah. time they, they spent and yeah. to travel and to be there mm-hmm. and then how long it would take them to go back to their home even. And that's why uh, it's in, I think it's verse 20 ish. I don't, I'm not going to look at it real quick, but the disciples are basically like, hey, we're, we're going to tell the crowds to leave because it's getting late. And Jesus is like, no, nah, I got this. Don't worry. Yeah. Give me the fish. Give me the loaves. And then he fed them all and had, was it 12 baskets of leftovers? Yeah. Like, he's like, no, no, no. Because, again, he probably understands their journey going home is can be significant. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. I got this. Yeah, I will feed them. Yep. So, yeah. And, and you got to figure if they came, <laughs> I just keep going on this. I, I don't know why because they can't. I, I just... I don't think when you read it, it gives you a good idea of like the time frame that this took. Yeah. Like you're talking days. Nobody's just packing up and going to see Jesus without anything. So they're bringing, you know, whatever they got, whatever they can get. Then when they got there, it's, it would be like going to Woodstock without, (laughs) without bringing supplies. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just this big camp of just, nomads yep. just running around and then all of a sudden they're like we're running out of food there ain't anything out here like it's a big open area holding sixteen thousand people yeah. so yeah all right moving on i guess <laughs> all right so we'll go <laughs> just crazy the next fun stuff yeah. um jesus walking on the water mm-hmm. um so that starts in verse uh 22 i believe yep jesus walk on the water so the backstory to this though is um the disciples leave um, Jesus convinced them basically, hey, go ahead and leave without me. He gets the multitudes like, all right, cool, go home now. And he leaves to go and, on his own and pray. Mm-hmm. So disciples leave. Um, it says they left around the evening. I think it's the, the verbiage my Bible uses. Yep. And it talks about them being out on, on the sea until the fourth watch, which most people say it's around 6 a.m. So they've been out there all night long, probably rowing all night probably in some sort of storm for a majority of it, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And if you look into, it's in John, John uh, 6, 19, even gets a little further how, like the distance they were out in furlongs, however long those are. Yeah. I did, the, I did the, the Google searching. They're probably somewhere between three and three and a half miles out. They're Rowing pretty far the out. Boat, people. Rowing the boat, 
probably exhausted, in bad storms. It's been all night, because they left in the evening. Now it's around 6 a.m., the mm-hmm. fourth watch. And then here comes Jesus just strolling out in the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I mean, can you imagine, like, you've, you're probably, you've been up all night. You know, you know yeah. the feeling. Like, yeah. You're almost delusional. Yeah. You're exhausted. And then you just see, because that's why they talk about, they, they think it's the spirit. They're like, there's a spirit on the water. Oh, it's Jesus. Because yeah. he has to, like, come out, what's he say, uh, in 27, uh, be of good cheer. It is I. Uh, be not afraid. Mm-hmm. Like, Don't be afraid. Yeah, Take like, courage. I am here. Yeah, so, like. And, and by the way, if, if we didn't put it out, it's storming. Oh, yeah. It's super storming. Um, yeah. And I, I think it, in my mind, the way I read it and the way, again, I, I'm a child and I like to see things, I imagine it's been probably doing this for quite some time for them to be, you know, still on the sea. Yep. And they've been gone for, I, I, I would also assume for evening to 6 a.m. at least, you know, 12 hours. Yep. There's no U.S. boat tow. No. So... Jesus walks out there, tells him not to be afraid, and Peter, who we talked off mic. He's the homie. He's the, he's probably our favorite, let's mm-hmm. be honest. He's like, oh, it's you, cool. Hey, can I hop out there with you? Is that cool? I, like, I mean, think. I try to put myself in his shoes on the boat. It's still storming. He sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, don't be afraid. And the first thing he thinks about is... That's yeah. pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I want out of this boat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he's a fisherman, so he probably wanted to. He probably wanted to test it out. Like you don't see that every day. Let's let's go give it a ride. Yeah, but, <laughs> but also super important to. This is it's always Peter. Always Peter. Now we're gonna get into that, in but a lot in the but future the chapter. Faith of Peter. Mm-hmm. Like nobody would question that. Nobody would even say like, oh, I think I should try that out. Yeah. Like Peter's like, if he can do it, he'll let me do it. Yeah. Let's go. And then he does it. I mean, he loses faith on the water, which is, I mean, he put himself out there, though. How many people, I mean, we talked about this, I think, yesterday in the podcast about, maybe the day before, they all blur together, uh, about how people sometimes won't like, they're afraid of what other people will think about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, that was the, the Monday. When he goes to Nazareth. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. So, I mean, some people would never put, some people would stay in the boat for fear. Yep. And again... Peter does lose, he sees the winds and the waves and he loses some faith and starts to sink and Jesus has to catch him, but he put himself out there and Jesus catches him. And and Jesus doesn't do anything without, this is going to sound dumb, it should be like a duh, but he doesn't do anything <laughs> without thought behind it. Like yeah. there's always a, there's always a, there's a reason, there's a reason for and, it. It's not, it's not like today where you like say something or do something and it's kind of like, why did I just do that? Like. There is deep reasons. It's not like, oh, I just wanted to show my buddy that he could get on the water too. Yeah. It's like I wanted him to I wanted to test his faith in me to make to be able to do this. And and I mean, we even in the previous chapters, when they're in the storm and they're fearing for their life, and Jesus, you know, tells the winds and waves like, you know, cease, and they're like all amazed. And this is similar in my mind. Mm-hmm. It, you could even go as far as this, and I, I don't see why this wouldn't be true, for Jesus. To say, I'm going to cause a storm in their lives on purpose yeah. to see how they react to it. And I'm going to come there in the midst of their storm and see their faith in me, which Peter proves because it, it's still storming. Peter gets out of the boat while it's still storming. Yeah. Because it, it says... He didn't say, calm the storm and I will come out with you. Yeah. He said, let me check that out. Let me check that out. So he gets out in the wind and the waves. He sees the wind and waves, loses his face. Light. Then when he gets in the ship, and I think it's about 32, um, that's when the, the wind and the waves calm down. Yeah. And that's like... And they're all pretty convinced they're they're chilling with the Son of God at this point, you know? Yeah, and also good highlight is he was he had his eyes on Jesus as he's walking. Yeah. 
and he was doing good. And then when he looked away from Jesus, that's when he began the sink. Yeah. So story time, story time. You know what I mean? So <laughs> back to, uh, back to him not doing anything without like some kind of story or learning or moral of the story is, you know, keep your eye on Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Moral of the story. Keep Old your story. eye on Jesus. And then, all right, Man, so I just come up with those things. Three more verses. And I almost want to stop there because that was such a good point, but we'll finish it out. Yeah, finish it out. Um, Let it ride. 34 to 36 is the last few verses. Um, I know we were joking about this the other day. The first rule of like getting healed is to not talk about getting healed, you know, mm-hmm. about the fight club joke. But yeah. here he goes. They get across the sea. They're in Gezzas. Uh, I don't even know how you say that. Anyway, they go across the sea to some, some city. Uh, Gennesaret, uh, there it is. Yeah, Gennesaret. Um, and they get there, and people already are aware. They yeah. already know what's going. They know who he is and what he's capable of. And I can't, I can't help but read this and think about Matthew nine eighteen when the woman had the disease of her blood. She touches the hem of his garment. And she's made yeah. whole. Like because they say in here in the very last verse of this chapter um, that the man just touched the hem of his garment. Yeah, and as many the as touched of his robe, mm-hmm, and they were all made perfectly whole. Like I feel like. You know, that whole thing we joke about, like, the first rule of, you know, getting healed club is not to talk about getting healed. Yeah. They're talking about it because they definitely know. And it sounds, it's like, it's like they heard that exact story about the woman. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. And I put here, I put in here on my notes as like a little ender closer thing to think about for your day is often we want to scream at the disciples, like, how could they not believe but often, how often do you doubt? Oh, sure. Oh. So, and we we literally just had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I, mean, uh, I think that's that's a good chapter too. I said, yeah. I, th- I think I said twelve was my favorite. I I changed that fourteen. And you know what else? Sixteen, eighteen. We are yeah. It's gonna change our time. Um, <laughs> we are officially we are officially halfway halfway through Matthew. Halfway through Matthew. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna. Once we have sponsors, we're going to have really cool audio. I won't be singing, I can tell you that. Yeah. No. Also, we, we talked about this before. What do we want? Lord's Chicken. We want a... Oh, Lord's Chicken. And the something about rice. Rice? Or corn? Something. Corn? I don't know. There was some joke we about just dinner. Ate, we, just, something about dinner. we just ate dinner. And oh, Bucky's. Bucky's. It was yes, Bucky's. Bucky's. So, Bucky's and... Um, and the Lord's Chicken. And the Lord's Chicken. If you're if you're listening to us, you know, uh, hook us up. Yeah. We just want some cups and some stickers <laughs> and chicken. And some chicken nuggets, you know? Okie dokie. So I hope you guys had a good uh, day or have a good day whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Chapter 15. Yeah. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.